Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. This is Seawolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio, SubmarineWife.com. Hi, everybody. Today on Navy Wife Radio, we're going to dive into our mailbox and answer some questions that we've received. And we're going to talk about the joy of journaling, how writing things down can change your life. And we also want to take your calls, so please join us. Hey, Marie. Hey, Wendy. How are you? I'm doing great. You know what I was just thinking as our intro played? Yes. What? We're due for a pat visit. I know we are. I we are long overdue. It's so funny. I just sent him an email just the other day and said, "Hey, how's it going over there in um, the uh, the Join the Navy world?" Because you know he's working on his new mm-hmm. strip called Join the Navy. Um, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Pat, who created that promo for us. Yes, Pat Rabby, yes, the creator of Hey Shipwreck, and now he's on to new and big things, and I'm very excited to see what he's doing, but I just have to say, I think I'm having Pat Rabby withdrawals. I, I hope his wife's okay with that. <laughs> well, I know, and he hasn't emailed me back, so he must be very busy recruiting people. Well, I have to say, I send him little messages, too, and he doesn't normally write back, so Pat, if you're listening to us and you hear this, write back every once in a while. We miss you. Yeah, let us know that you're there, at least, so yeah. Well, so everyone who's listening to us live, we're so happy to have you. All of our new new listeners, we want to say thank you for listening to us also. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marie has up uh, Yahoo Instant Messenger. Yes, I do. Do you? Okay. Yes, I have Yahoo up, and our screen name is Navy Wife Radio, and it also says On the Air Live, and it has our call-in number for those of you that um, may miss it here in a second. Okay, cool. So, yeah, if you've got a question for us, you can instant message us if you're listening to us live, or you can call in. Uh, our phone number is 646-652-4629. That's 646-652-4629. We've had some trouble with Blog Talk Radio the last couple of times, so hopefully the switchboard yes. will work for us. And if you're listening, we'd love to take your call. Just remember, OPSEC, when you call in, and um, just remember, just give us your first name only, no discussion of unit names, your ship names, um, names in conjunction with your command, and also your personal information, too. Just keep that um, minimal. And that, that just keeps your husband safe and you safe and us safe. And uh, so, yeah, we appreciate that. So Very good. I also have the chat room open, too. So if you go to um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Navy Wife Radio, we have our chat room up too, so if you you can you so you have many choices tonight. You can IM us on Yahoo, you can write a message in the chat room, or you can call us. Yes, very cool. So um, so tonight, I guess if you've never listened to us before, what we we spend the first few minutes of our show just chatting about our week, and we do a little segment called Eye on the Fleet where we talk about what's going on mm-hmm. in, going on in the Navy, 
And then um, tonight we're going to answer some questions from um, that we've received via email and via our website. We haven't done that in a while on the show, so we're going to take some time to do that. And then um, in the second part of the show, we're going to talk about um, journaling and how writing things down, whether it's your what you're grateful for or your goals, um, how it can help you get through a deployment and how it can help you, um, how it can change your life, really. So I'm excited to talk about that. So that's Very good. Going on. So how was your week, Marie? Oh, you know, busy is busy. Um, we uh, we are trying to get um, a, a shipment here, and we're having a bit of a problem with that. So um, my husband's grandfather passed away last year and left him a ski boat, which, you know, very nice. You know, um, Grandma, you know, is still oh, living. Oh, oh, and, the boat. The boat. So, yes. Yeah, Marie the, calls me and says, there's, some, there's been an accident on the boat with the boat. And I immediately went to. To submarine. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He was in submarine accident? mode. Yeah, and here I kept going about the whole, uh, you know, boat thing. Yeah, oh, it was Where's bad. Where's the boat at? And she goes, you know where it's at, don't you? I said, where's it at? And, and I said, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my brain, Mississippi River. Let's go. <laughs> it was really, I wish everybody could have been um, listening to us oh, and we would have been on the so air because funny. it was definitely a wife moment. <laughs> and and any like, oh, of the men. about that silly boat uh, that yeah. Nick loves. Yes, this boat, he's very, my husband's very attached to this boat. I just want everybody to know that this is nothing exciting. This isn't some new, big, huge, like, bayliner boat. This is a 1980 um, ski boat, and my my husband grew up on it. His his family had a lake house, so they spent all their summers there. So it's very important to him. He's very attached to this boat. So being active duty military, we couldn't just take, you know, it's over. it's about uh, 1,100 miles away, one way. So we couldn't just drive up and pick it up. Is it so that far? I guess it's so. that far. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, it's that far, all the way over to the lake, other side of Missouri. Yeah, so up and over. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, so the whole thing has just been a mess. We we had to buy a trailer sight unseen. You know, we had other people go look at it for us. We get the boat because the boat was at a marina because you know Grandpa never needed the trailer. He had a boat dock. So we do all these purchases. We get a shipper to bring the boat down, which my husband tells me, I do not want to have a shipper. I want to go pick up my boat. I don't want anything to happen to this boat. And here I tell him, what could possibly happen to the boat? We'll have a professional shipper go get the boat and bring it down. Yeah, because the last time I heard you were, he was going to go and get it. Yes. So not even 300 miles into the trip, we yeah, get a call. an accident of the boat. Is the, the boat okay? I forgot to ask you that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what happened is the trailer completely, the axle broke on, broke on the trailer, which for people that know what a you know, boat trailer is, that's all there is to a boat trailer is an axle on a metal frame. Oh, God. So the whole axle broke. The, t- the whole wheel on the driver's side flew out into the road. It actually hit another car. Thank goodness everybody was okay. Um, it just did a bumper damage on the other car, and they were such wonderful people. Um, there that they were willing to take care of it themselves and not make us pay for it. They were wonderful. And um, our boat was literally sitting in a lane in Arkansas, and my husband looks at me like, yeah, shipping the boat, great idea. So I haven't heard the end about the whole shipping the boat thing. Oh, man. So our boat is still in Arkansas. So anybody wants to make make a drive (laughs) that is (gasps) Florida, bring my boat. Um, But the boat is still there. It's been worked on hundreds and hundreds of dollars put into it later. 
which is we're, we're up to the point of where we have now put more money into it than the boat is probably worth. And um, the boat value. sentimental right. value. I know it's still sitting in Arkansas, and we're waiting for the shipper to come back and pick it up and start over again. So that we've been dealing with. It. So we didn't go on. Our, we were supposed to go to SeaWorld last weekend, so we didn't go because you know Nick was frantic and making all these insurance calls and trying to, you know. And I understand, so we didn't go anywhere. Um, and then the but only you other. Guys live close. Yeah. For, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. only live like four. Hours. We live near Jacksonville, Florida. So yeah. So it's it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So that was, there's that, and then we've been coaching basketball. So we're in our tournament week, and it was oh, I love these kids. We coach they're nine to eleven, and every single game is a point by point game, every single game, <laughs> which is so exciting with these kids. And they say the funniest things. I had a girl tonight at the uh, <laughs> during the game, she she pulls out a walnut out of her. She had a little bag sitting next to her, and she goes, "Do you want to see my my nut?" So I'm like, "No." What is she <laughs> doing with that? I'm telling you, these kids, I mean, they're 9 to 11 years, but oh, they have a little kid. Oh, okay. Yes, well, she's probably 10 okay. or 11 or whatever, fourth, fifth grader, and she pulled out. <laughs> she's on the team. She should be playing, you know, watching the game. And she goes, you want to oh, see the my nut? God. My nut? I'm like, no, put that down. We're watching basketball. Get ready to go in. And, you know, and then the other kid's poking another kid, and then one goes, look what I can do. <laughs> So um, it's been really um, interesting and a lot of fun. The kids are awesome. So that's all we've been doing is playing basketball. We have another game Thursday night because, you know, it's a tournament. So we practice right. tomorrow, game, practice game. So very exciting. And there's one – I only have one other thing. I know I'm hogging all the time. Um, there's one other thing. Tomorrow is uh, Nick and my – our seven-year wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. So, so I told him, and you would not believe – so we're having practice tomorrow night. And I said, you know, you need to be very careful about how you spend your anniversaries. And he looked at me, and I said, you know, this is special. And he goes, well, we can celebrate it later. And I'm, and I'm like, but this is the day. It's special. And uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And he's he's a very sweet guy. He does the right thing usually. but So he was kind of blowing me off. So I just gently reminded him that, you know, anniversaries um, only come once a year, and you're not guaranteed to get another one. So <laughs> Let's see what he has planned, right? I well, completely forget because you've reminded him. Oh my gosh, I completely caught him off guard though when I said that, and he just started laughing. <laughs> he, apparently, I reminded him of why he married me in the first place. But yes, I did remind him, and I think all women should keep that. I think that's a very good quote. I think all women should remind their husbands that they should cherish their anniversary. Doesn't matter if you spend money or not, but just cherish that day because you're not always guaranteed to have another one. The next one is not a guarantee. Well, yeah, that's why they say uh, you got to work at it. <laughs> the uh, uh, what is that saying where they say that the the, the that what they call the future is a gift? Uh, or the future oh, I know what you're saying, you know but what, it, we'll, we'll screw then, it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll you guys that. know what I'm talking about. So anyway, okay, so, so that's all my stuff. How is how have you been? Because you know we missed a whole week. I know we missed a whole week. We had a scheduled mix up. And, uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're back. Thanks, everybody, for hanging in with us. Um, I have just one quick thing before we skip on to um, our the IMC. News. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to say, oh, well, let me think. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what, I, you know, it's so funny because me and Marie are like, 
we have this sort of anonymity, you know, because I've just, well, I have PCS about a year and a half ago, so people don't really know me at my base, but they know Marie. Yeah, so Wendy likes to mention things about me and stuff. I know. (laughs) I'm like, hey, after the show, I'm like, shh, remember? I've been here too long. Well, uh, so the good news is in the in the world of Wendy is it looks like Craig is coming home early. Oh my goodness! I can't believe I you're am. announcing it. Don't think so. I am it. because he's got it. Uh, his he's already got his ormod or whatever that term is, and it's official. So there so is it's no, in writing. Yep, it's in writing. Oh my gosh! So everyone, just brace yourself because I'm going to go crazy and you know before too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I just had to share that because you know I'm always talking about the darn IA nonsense. So. We are going to do another IA show. We'll talk more about it. If your husband's on IA, I have just one word for you, proactive. You need to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to feel um, kind of out of the loop and sort of like, uh, you know, someone's forgotten about you. So if you're feeling that way and your husband's on an IA, just track down the ombudsman, track down, you know, the IA coordinator at your husband's command, and they can help you get in contact with other IA spouses. So just be proactive and you'll be fine. You know, I did see in our paper the last couple of weeks, they are announcing new IA stuff That's and awesome. are in the Periscope. So if you are at Kings Bay, Georgia, and the, the Periscope newspaper had some IA information, and they were holding events and um, dinners and getting people together. That's awesome. Our, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Our, our base does this IA We Care dinner, and I don't know who thought of putting IA spouses together with single sailors. To me, that just doesn't make much sense. What? <laughs> but they do like a single sailors geo bachelor dinner, and they invite IA families. And to me, I don't know who thought of that idea. It's kind of, I think it's kind of awkward actually, because you walk in and everyone's in uniform, so you're kind of like, oh gosh, am I in the right place? But I am glad they at least do that. So I'm hoping they'll come up with more events for IA families. But isn't that kind of weird? That is, I, I agree. I think that's very strange. I think I think that's kind of risky. <laughs> but you know, sorry, oh, that's gosh. just me logical. I mean, some of these deployments are very long. I mean, uh, let's just yeah. throw in the young single sailors. And, and, yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. But call me crazy. Somebody well, thought it was a great I'm not idea. worried about you, but I know that there's a lot of women that, you know, after a few months, their mind starts to wander, and then what do you and do? They're you throw in their in? uniform. Oh, you know? that's just mean. <laughs> you throw in that young 20 something, you know. Yeah. Okay, let's skip to the next. All right, everyone. So uh, the next thing we're going to talk about briefly, because we're already a quarter after, Marie, and we want to try and end on time. Um, Eye on the fleet stuff. I've got a quick thing, and you've got something. Go right ahead with your thing. Mine is just real simple. Um, (laughs) There is uh, – we posted this video on our website, on our blog, mymilitarylife.wordpress.com. It's the spirit video by this Four Blade Studios. They're on, I think they're on the Ronald Reagan, aren't they? What, where their craft carrier are they? On? Oh, you know, I never even looked again. I don't know. But anyway, they have about seven or eight videos that they've made to music, and they're so funny. And so they have a new one out, and it's playing on our on our um, blog. So if you're wondering, you know, eye on the fleet, what's happening in the fleet, you can just log on and view this uh, cool. Uh, video. It's uh, posted on, I think, the, right before the 14th of February, and uh, and view that. So I think those, I think those are better than any recruiting uh, advertisement that's out there. Uh, 
Well, you know, I love these videos because it just shows the other side to the Navy. You know, everybody yeah. sees the recruitment ads. Everybody hears the news stories. But you very rarely get a chance to see inside their world. And honestly, people, that's their world. And they are fun people. They uh, have great – I just I, – I have to argue the fact that so many of these guys, and the men and women, have to have a sense of humor for what they do. Yes. Oh, oh and I had one more thing before you do your thing. Um, the post office has this new military discount flat rate box. It's a bigger size than normal. So if you can send your sailor or if you're an Army spouse or Air Force spouse or Marine spouse, if you if you send out, you know, packages to them out, uh, while they're deployed, it's this new box. Instead of it being um, $12.95, they're doing a discount, and it's $10.95 if you mail it to an APO or FPO address. And it's a larger flat rate flat rate box than what you're used to, which is a great thing because, you know, my mailbox or my post office um, knows me well because I'm there every other <laughs> Friday. Yep. And, um, you know, even the $2 savings, is, it adds up over time. So the new box is 1095 and it's bigger than what, you, what you're used to. So you guys can check that out at your local post office. So that's oh, what I've got. So I, I was also, before I give my news update, we have somebody in our chat room. So hello, person in our chat room. He's um, He says he's ex-Navy, and I was just letting him know he was asking um, for my, our, our husbands where they stationed in their, the ship that they're on. Do you and know I the last time we had a guy in a chat room, in our chat room, what happened? I, Wendy, take a deep breath. I apologize. Who who is listening? I, if you have a name, you're welcome to put it up there. I'd be happy to, you know, address you by your name. Yeah. But he was asking ships and things like that. I just let him know that my husband is on an SSGN on the East Coast, and that's all I can say for um, OPSEC reasons. I can't give his ship Perfect. name yeah, and yeah. my um, home location, meaning where we are stationed, just for you know safety reasons because people are able. I mean, most people can figure it out on their own. You know, of course, where that where that would be, obviously. But, um, yeah, just I just wanted to let him know for safety reasons we cannot post that. So I wasn't able to reply to that in the chat room, and um, we won't be. So, <laughs> but, but thanks for asking. And he says he's ex-Navy, so thank you for very much for your service. But yeah. um, so my Navy news is about SSGNs. And um, the Navy news article that I had just put up on my little, you know, Eye on the Fleet update was about the USS Ohio. The USS Ohio. And that is one of the four SSGNs. I think there's the... Ohio, Georgia, Florida, and the Michigan. And anyway, these, aren't you? I'm really. I, you know what? This is what happens when your husband doesn't go to shore. You really start listening. <laughs> you pay attention and you get information. So anyway, um, these four um, they were prior Boomer Tridents. I was just going to give everybody kind of a little update on this. So we had, um, I think there were a total of eighteen. To gosh, don't quote me on that because I read the article and I was trying to remember it now. There, Back, I think. Marie. But this hmm? was like we'd have Mr. Mr. here. He'd be like, report the facts or don't report it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we're not an actual yeah. Navy show and why we're the wise. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there are about so that's 18. My disclaimer. And we, yeah, yeah, go ahead, disclaimer. We are just the wives. Our, our things are just thoughts and opinions. They are not facts. If you want the real article, I'm going to give you the link here in just a second. So anyway, they're about 18, and they trans, they transformed Four of the old boomers, what we call boomers, but they're the tridents, the largest submarines we have, you know, and they transformed them into SSGNs. So anyway, these SSGNs are just incredible, and they've got some amazing 
pictures up too of the SSGNs with the seal. I call it the seal pod, which is a not a correct term, which, you know, the Mr. Mr. would be very upset with me if we're calling it the pod. But um, they have these, you know, uh, but they have pictures of it over on the Navy Times. And on our website, though, we have the link and the story. So if you go over to our um, mymilitarylife.wordpress.com, the article is titled USS Ohio, and it has the whole article underneath there. And what I just thought was really cool is they talk about all the stuff that, you know, we've been told we shouldn't talk about. <laughs> and what's really neat is they say, you know, for once they're being public about something that they usually can't talk about. So if you want the information that's normally not out there, and I mean, sure, it's generic information, but still, it's really cool stuff. They talk about, um, for those of you who are familiar with the boomers, they talk about the missile tubes. Right. And we had 24 of them, right? I think there's, uh, see, again, I'm guessing. I thought there were 24 missile tubes. Are we allowed anyway. to say that? I guess we can. Oh, yeah, there, it's out there. It's on there. Then, yeah, then, yes, yeah. it's released. Navy Times got I only up. know that because of the whole um, countdown when they <laughs> <laughs> I said that very well, say, didn't I? Yes, you did. You didn't even call them tube girls. Um, so anyway, um, the, they transformed some of those tubes. Of course, they're not carrying the nuclear warheaded, you know, you know, big, huge missiles that they're carrying in the boomers. They changed it, and they're carrying, like, Tomahawk missiles or whatever they're carrying now. And they also transformed some of these tubes into these chambers that actually flood and allow divers and the seals to go into flood and exit the boat while it's submerged. And it is the coolest thing. So they've got all this information out, and it's about the USS Ohio. So it's pretty cool. So if you go over to our, our, um, our blog, it's really neat to read. So even if you're, you're a surface person or if you're another branch, it's still a really cool article. So I just wanted to share that. I thought it was pretty Very, neat. Okay, cool. All right. Well, um, I think what we'll do is we'll take a break real quick, and then when we come back, we'll answer our first question. Sounds good. That's on our, that's on our list to answer. So um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, We'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment, or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA, we know what it means to serve. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio. And our next segment, we're going to answer some questions that we received via email and from our website. Um, the one I thought we would start with, Marie, it's from our website. It's from the Navy Wife Radio website. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's got a lot of different things in there, and it's talk, I'll read it, and then we'll answer it. How about that? Sounds good. Read away. Okay. It says, I'm a Navy wife. I have been for four years. My husband is about to leave this spring for a second deployment to the Gulf, and it will be followed by an additional surge deployment of approximately four months. So he really won't be around for most of the upcoming year. In fact, he won't be here much at all prior to his scheduled um, 
separation date in 2009. This is why he suggested moving our daughter and myself back east to be with family and friends. My question is, how can we get the Navy to help finance this expensive move? Who should we talk to about this? It is imperative that I get back to family. I've been experiencing severe depression, and I simply have no support here in California. I cannot endure another 10 to 12 months without him, without help. However, I don't want to say or do anything that would damage his career. Any advice would be most helpful. If you could please respond, uh, I would be very grateful. Thank you very much. So, that's a that very one. that's a very common question. Yes, and it's got a lot of facets to that question. Yes, there. there's a lot of buts in there. <laughs> so I guess I guess the first one, which I, I guess the first one would be, um, which one do you want to tackle first, the moving or? Well, first, well, the, like you said, there's lots of facets to it. Like she said yeah. that her husband's going to be separating from the military, which means he's not retiring. I'm assuming. He's just separating. Did that well, sound correct? You know, that's what they always say. You know, there's like your scheduled separation date, but you know how that changes. Sometimes people mm-hmm. decide to stay in. So I don't know, cause, but some people do call. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if they're separating and moving on to other things and retiring. So, I mean, it really. I mean, honestly, all of that plays into a factor because what she could do, um, if they're going to be getting out, they will move them back to their, um, especially to a home of record. I know that they will do that. But what would happen is unless he had, you know, all that paperwork drawn up to him actually getting out, they would have to pay for it themselves, and the Navy, I think, could reimburse them. Isn't that correct? You know, this is a good question. This is this is the reason why we, we I picked this question, is because mm-hmm. we are really good at answering um, spouse sides of question, the spouse side of the question and resources, but we're not so good at answering the Navy policy question. Yeah, we can't give facts unless we go and research each part yeah. of that. So but even I don't then, know. there's so many catches that honestly yeah. we could research the answer, and because something would change, it would affect what she does. So I guess what we should do is give also what we think she should do. And I give her so many kudos for saying, look, I know I can't do this this time. I need to be with family, which I think is so important, and so many wives just don't do. Instead, they they think they have to play it tough. They think they have to suck it all up and just do it. And a lot of them have a lot of problems with depression, anxiety, separation, you know, anxiety, all these different things. Their kids suffer from it. And you don't have to be the tough wife. I think she is more brave than anyone admitting that she needs help. Yeah, I agree. I I think that that is the best part about this. Yes questions like this. So I would say to the to the question of will you know the navy I'll just go down the list the navy moving her um she's talking about a deployment to the gulf. So I'm assuming that that's not an IA deployment that that's just a regular um ship's deployment to the Persian Gulf. Like Yes, which of course yes, yeah. which I thought, I I misread the first time cuz I automatically hear gulf and I forget that she's actually see when I'm talking about a ship deployment usually you just say they're going on deployment you don't name I'm not used to hearing, yeah, so I was thrown off by that the first time, which for people, of course, that are IA, that is, the, uh, that is something that comes through um, the Navy Relief Office quite a lot, people wanting to move home when their husband's going IA. Now, there is a very easy rule to that, and that, that just has to be that they, they have to have boots on ground, not training, but boots on ground meaning that they have to be de- they have to be in that, how would you put it, their location, I guess is what you would say. They or, have to be deployed boots on ground like in Afghanistan. Or yeah, meaning that their feet have yeah. to be on, literally on the ground in Afghanistan for 360, you know, the whole, three, you know, the whole year. Five days. Then yes. the Navy will pay to move you to, I think it's Norfolk or 
or San Diego or to your wherever your family They is. will move you. What we had found, and this is a researched answer, they found that they will move you to your, they will move you back home or they will move you, they will move you to be with family or they will move you to your next duty station because a lot of people are doing it. Yes. 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 Very good point. So, so, so when she asks, will the Navy help pay for this, as far as like, you know, if they're getting out and the, if the Navy pays for you to move to some place once you get out, I would suggest that you check with his command on that or, um, uh, you know, check with his, um, um, if he's at sea, you can go to our, our partner website is askthechief.com and then you can actually talk to a service member and they can give you the instruction if there is one on that because I don't I don't know the answer to that, but... Um, but they can well, each situation, I would like to say, each situation is, <clears throat> excuse me, is so unique is the, the best way to put it, and it's really different. So just because maybe she's heard someone else um, being um, helped to go home, and maybe there are different situations. I know there are different organizations on base and people that will help with different search, different situations. So it doesn't hurt to go in and ask at Navy Relief what their resources are. It doesn't hurt to contact local offices and ask what they can do to help you. But most of the time, um, I just think, though, if you need to go home and you know that, I really think you should go and find a way to do so. Yeah, even if it means you have to pay out of your own pocket. And also ask your family. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking your family to kind of help and chip in and get you there, especially if you're, they're going to be the ones helping you. Um, there's nothing wrong with that saying, maybe I can pay this much towards it. Can you guys help us? But find out from his command, especially if he's separating, that maybe if you did pay for it, um, that it would be reimbursed too. Because, I mean, yeah. that would be so I, Yeah, be I would check it. with his command. And then when she talks about, you know, um, having, you know, being depressed because, you know, it's just having no support where she's at, I know Fleet and Family will do clinical counseling, and they do like a yes. free it's, – it's completely free for you if you're a spouse. So she can just call um, the Fleet and Family, you know, support center and – um, get in, you know, get an appointment, and she can chat about her um, frustrations, thoughts, concerns. That's what they're there for. And they'll have resources and, uh, too and information, which is what's so great about them. And their counselors are absolutely wonderful. And uh, it, she says in here she doesn't want to say or do anything that would damage his career. And really, unless you're talking about domestic violence or child abuse, yes, um, it's you know it's it's not any going to a counselor at the Fleet Family is not going to quote damage his career. I mean, obviously, unless there's the the command has to know something because of domestic violence. It's domestic violence, or if it, it it's um, operational security. Or if it goes yes, if it goes against right. security issues, or um, if it goes against um, what you were saying, yes. And so that's yeah. the same thing with also the Navy Relief Office, which we're going to talk about on a, a later show. And uh, and then the other thing I would say is you know military uh, one source is a great resource for any and all kinds of questions, and they're open like 24 hours a day, and it's just militaryonesource.com, and people can check on that. So I know that was a big question, lots of answers in there, so that's why I picked it. So, okay, Marie, so do you have a question? Oh, gosh, you, you have me overwhelmed with just that oh. question. <laughs> oh, well, I, have one, I have another okay, one. Okay, you have another question? Yeah. Um, this one I got via email, and um, it's a completely different subject, and it says, um, the question is, I'm thinking about going back to work. What type of spouse preference do I get when applying for a DOD civilian job? Oh, she needs and, to go and listen to our, our Catherine Troutman show. Yes. 
so ResumePlace.com is Catherine Troutman's show, and she does. Um, she's kind of the federal resume guru. Not kind of. She is. She is. Yeah. She's. Um, she has a great book that's called um, Ten Steps to a Federal Job, and um, a bunch of other books. And it's uh, the Resume Place mm-hmm. or ResumePlace.com. But um, for as far as the spouse preference question goes, it's so funny because I was just on the Mill Spouse uh, Magazine website yesterday, mm-hmm. and they had an article posted on this. And so I have the link, and I'll post this on our website, the DOD uh, actual link. But the website is, it's dod.mill slash map site slash spouse pref dot html i know it's a long name yeah you'll put that up on our site dot mil slash map site slash spouse pref dot html and in there it talks specifically about um when you can use your military spouse preference and when you cannot and it's you know two or three pages and it talks about whether you're looking for employment um in the states or overseas talks about whether it's a GS or non-appropriated funds. It talks about, um, you know, if you've worked civil service before, if you never have. Um, but, you know, basically it says that if you're just applying for a regular, you know, GS government service position, that your spouse preference is good for as long as you're, the duration of your spouse's tour, which I had heard that it was only six months. So that was kind of news to me. Yeah, uh, that uh, that was neat. When I read it, I thought that was pretty neat, though. So it seems like the Na- you know I, I had read on the Navy Department of the Navy website that it was for six months, but a DOD instruction overrides the Navy one. Well, obviously, maybe they haven't even updated it. So that's the link I just gave it to you, and we'll post it on the website. But um, so your spouse preference, according to this website, you know, which is a DOD website, it's valid. For as long as your, you know, your the tour of your spouse. Once you use it, you lose it. So you can't use it every time you try and get a new job. Once you um, get a job and you want to get another one, you can't invoke your spouse. Yeah, you'll have to write a little, a uh, little something up about that and kind of break it down. And you for can us go to millspouse.com <laughs> and just click on, you know, just do a search for spouse preference, and they have a cool article there that that details it all out. But um. So your 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 preference is for a year, so that answers the question. Very cool. Well, if you want to take, I know we probably have to take a commercial right now. If we do a commercial, I have a really good question that I know that we'll both have a lot of input on when we get back. Oh, okay, sounds good. All right, everyone, we're gonna take a quick break. Break. We'll be right back. Here we go. Here we go. This is the chief from AskTheChief.com, and you're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio. If you have a Navy-related question, visit our website at AskTheChief.com where we've been keeping sailors informed for over five years now. All right, everyone, welcome back. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, and we're talking about questions that we've received via our website or via email. And um, we think we have time for one more. Do you have another one? Yeah. Well, the the biggest question that I keep getting, and, you know, it's so funny because I would like to think of myself as being a very, very young wife, but I've proven wrong every time I go back to base or go to any kind of a group function. (laughs) So the biggest question I get from new 
wives, and the younger and the newer they are, the more they ask this question, is just about getting through the deployment. And not just getting through the deployment, but their main question is, you know, I keep busy during the day, I go to work, I work out, I have girls' lunches, et cetera, et cetera. But what happens at night? And the worst feeling I've ever had is when this very, very, very young girl, she came up to me, she asked this question. She is about 18, and her husband was deploying for the very first time. And she just looked at me with his face, and she said, I just don't know how I'm going to sleep at night. And she goes, how do you do it? And she just made it sound like it was so awful by, you know, dragging on the question saying, but when I go to bed at night, I'm going to be alone. And, you know, normally he's there in the evening, and the house is quiet, and I don't have any kids. And it really broke my heart. And I just thought, you know, for me and for you, Wendy, you know, we have children, and that really does help kind of break the silence. But at the same time, I remember, you know, once you put those kids to bed, and mine are still little, that they go to bed at 7.30. And at 7.30, you're not ready to go to bed. And I just remember sitting there, especially I, I can still remember my very first couple of deployments when I would be sitting in, when we were in base housing at that time. And I just remember sitting there, and I could hear people because we were all so close in base housing. I could hear everybody with their families outside. I can hear other husbands playing with their kids on the playground. And I just remember sitting there with um, my children asleep and not knowing what to do with myself. And I think that that is something that I personally have learned to deal with over time and that I honestly did not know how to handle the first couple of deployments that I had. I don't know about you, but, I mean, I didn't know – what to do, and I, I spent too much time thinking about him and too much time, you know, focusing on no emails, no phone calls, no contact, et cetera, and um, I didn't do enough for myself. So my advice has always been now, you know, not only being keeping busy, but focus on yourself, and that's where we were going to get to the next part of our show, talking about journaling, and um, I had a journal from day one, and um, I know we'll talk about that in a second, but that is one of the things I did. And other things I did was I, I had hobbies. I got in contact with old friends. Um, I made new friends that lived around us, and the ladies and I used to sit outside, and some of the women didn't have children, and we'd all get together and sit in front of the house with our baby monitors, and we'd all sit in a circle, you know, with bug candles, because, you, know, you know, we live down here you know, near Florida right, where the bugs are right, huge. Right. So, you know, we sat there with the awful smell of bug candles at night, just sitting and chatting because our husbands were all gone. And it was just this camaraderie and this friendship that we all had. And what was so funny is that some people are like, well, you know, I don't have much in common with, you know, my neighbor, or they have kids and I don't. And I have to say that when your husband is gone, your husband is gone. And you find friends in places that you wouldn't have normally found a friend. And you probably wouldn't have ever been friends if it wasn't for that, you know, that shared common, you know, uh, thing of deployment. And maybe you would have never even talked to each other if you would have just worked in an office together and, and you know, not been military wives. But you, you gain these friendships and these, this camaraderie between wives when their husbands are gone. And I just have to say that that's really the only thing that got me through the first couple of deployments before I learned to do things on my own, before I kind of grew up and it became normal. And, you know, so anyway, so I don't know how it was for you because I know that it was a different situation for you. And well, <clears throat> You know, I think even I, – I don't care – for for me personally, it doesn't matter how many deployments you've been through, whether you've been through, you know, your it's your first or your 15th. There's still those – that, you know, initial time when they first leave when you realize, oh, gosh, they're really gone and the house is quiet, whether you have kids or you don't. Um, you know, that's a good point, thing. too, that you just made. 
that that's when you first realize that they're gone. Because I have to say, when I drop my husband off and you do the whole sob thing at the pier and you get in the car and, you, yeah, you, you know he's leaving, but you really don't notice they're gone until nighttime. Right. Because, you know, life's busy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more, you know, especially if you, if, you know, a lot of spouses, you know, go to take classes, they work, they, um, they have, uh, you know, they, they have that full day. But at night, it, that's when life slows down and when you're on your own to fill that time. So, so yeah, I thought we would talk about, you know, journaling and how writing things down can really make a difference and really change your life. And not only from a deployment standpoint, you know, getting through those lonely nights, but um, using writing things down as a way to um, set goals for yourself you know, we talked about that bucket list, that movie yes. the other day. Your life um, goal list, yes. <laughs> um, you know, big, big dreams and goals and then, you know, more um, smaller short-term goals. And then things that you're grateful for so that way when you are starting to feel down and depressed that you can list some things that you're grateful for to kind of bring you um, out of the, the blues, so to speak. And then um, and, and some other things. So I have a list of stuff I thought – that we could talk about to where if you're listening to yes. us and your husband's deployed or for the next time he, he's deployed and it's in the evening and, you know. Or uh, if your husband's on shift work and he works nights work, and he's yeah. away or just working a lot. Because I know a lot of women are going, well, my husband's here, but he's not here. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really something you get into a habit of doing. And it doesn't stop even when they're home. I mean, it might slow down. I mean, mine slows down, but um, the minute that he's, in, you know, not there in bed at night, that's when um, I write. So, yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, I want to well, hear your yeah. stuff first. A lot of people think, you know, um, journaling or writing, quote, in a diary or just writing things can just, it might be just, um, uh, quote, like a diary. Well, today I went to the commissary. Today at work this happened. Today kind of a, a, a chronological order of what happened to your day. And it, and it can be that, you know, you kind of talk out your day. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of therapy instead of being able to talk to your spouse like you normally would to be able to share your day's events. You could do it in your diary and then, you know, exchange what you well, write they come home. Yeah, I was going to say when my husband comes home, um, I write it out. Some, like part of mine on one page is written out kind of like what I did during the day, and maybe it's something funny the kids did or something bad the kids did just because I might not necessarily remember to write all of that in the letter, in the ongoing letter I have. So the journal is more of a personal view of my life, what's going on. So really, I give that book to the husband when he comes home. Or we'll sit together in bed and flip through it. And some things afterwards you go back and I don't even want to read. <laughs> and there's other things. <laughs> well, because they're I written go, kind of in the moment when you're first Because they are. Or Absolutely. So. There are some things I skim over and he's like, hey, wait, what did that say about what, what the Navy that? and what? <laughs> it's nothing, 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 nothing. And, you know, of course, you know, we end up talking about it, which is it brings – things to conversation and then I have to say too the other great part about it is um, then there's things in there I find where I'm like oh and there are moments maybe in our kids lives too for people that have children that they miss so much when you know the parents gone and so I have to say that that has been it's like my own little um, what were they called the our baby books when they were little yeah. So that when I go back through it, I'll say, oh, this is when, you know, she, you know, did I tell you she did this? And it's a milestone. So um, that was the other thing I was going to say when you're sharing it. Yeah, so, I mean, so that's one part. So I've got, like, these um, different um, topics that you can write about. So one would be 
really like a diary of your day. And Marie did used to, uh, and I used to do this. We'd do like a, a running email or a running letter when that way, when there would be a mail call, you just print it out and you have something written every single day instead of having mm-hmm. getting a phone tree message and saying there's a mail drop in two days and then you're scrambling to put something together. Which I started doing of, because of you, because you you did that. And uh, it's it's it keeps track of you know what happens during your day and the funny stuff and that kind of thing. So that's one thing you can write about. Um, the other side of the 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 completely opposite side of that is um, kind of a way to help you make decisions. And this is something. I mean, I know a lot of people do this, and I'm probably preaching to the choir. But you know, <laughs> the whole like if you're if you have to make a decision and you're not really sure, well, which decision should I make? Should I make this one or that one? You know the whole the old idea of drawing just a line down the center of the page. Oh, I think and, I do that for everything. You know, doing the whole <laughs> pros and con list that can be part of your journal. And whether it's going back to school, or whether it's you sh- should we buy? You know, you have to buy a um, whatever purchase that you're thinking of. It could be uh, any kind of decision that you have to make. You do that whole pro con list, and mm-hmm. that can help you make a decision. It can make you help you find solutions to the problem that you're having. So I really like that one. Um, and it's a good it's just a good concrete decision tool. I, I like that a lot. And uh helps you analyze the situation so it's you kind of remove the emotional aspect of wanting something because you know we all want what we want but necess- it's not necessarily what we need. Mhm. Kind of thing. So Well I like um, the whole idea too about um just knowing that I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that, you know, we talked about sharing you know, our stuff with our husbands or trading books too, but you got to remember you don't have to do that also. It could be all just yours and yours only and completely private, and you can use it to vent. And things that maybe you 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 want to say in that moment but you really don't mean, uh, maybe just venting because you're angry. I mean, you're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be completely upset. You're allowed to say it sucks because you know what? When your husband's gone, it sucks. It doesn't matter if it's a week. It doesn't matter if it's a year. When your husband's gone, he's gone, and it's not a good thing. And you know, it's time away from you. It's time away from his family, um, children if you have them. It's time away from your life that you have together. So no matter what, it sucks. And it's nice just to be able to vent about that. And, it's, and that's not something you have to share with anyone. And I really feel that once you let all that out, you know, you can move on because once you hold that stuff in, it's just going to make you miserable for the whole deployment or you know duration of time that he's you know gone or deployed or you know whatever he's doing. Yeah, yep, I totally agree with that. Um, so I guess we should move on to what's you know thankful. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, the other the other part I had. Um, so I have like two more parts to this. Well, I actually have three more parts. The next one is. Um, Obviously, writing things down that you're thankful for, or things that you are grateful for, mm-hmm. um, things that you know, good good things that happen to you during the day, or ten things you know that you like about yourself, or um, things that put you at ease. You know, Oprah kind of started all, that a while back ago. Remember when yeah. she was doing journaling? And I actually started that when Oprah started doing it. I had heard about her journaling, and she would write. She was told to write down three things every day that you were thankful for. And um, I used to do things in perspective for you. you know, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. And when you're really, I hate to say it, but when you're really just completely mad at the world or your husband or or your life or in general, that when you're forced, when you make yourself do it and you sit down and you write things that you are thankful for or grateful for, um, it really does. It changes your mood completely. I don't think I've ever felt the same way after writing them that I did before. 
Yeah, and there are always like little things like I'm grateful for the sunrise that I saw this morning or I'm I'm thankful for the health of my children or I'm thankful for, you know, the, the phone call that I got to have with my, you know, family member or, or whatever. So, yeah. I've actually remember. the Sunday that I had today. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I actually remember, <laughs> like, making myself do it, doing it during a deployment. And I remember starting off with, like, my pen almost going through two sheets of paper because I was so upset about something so angry that I was writing, like, you know, like you do in kindergarten, holding the pen and the fist, going, yeah. I'm thankful for, and just, you know, and by the time, though, I finished it, I just wanted to say I remember that, because I'm thinking, you know, it's not always easy to sit down and go, okay, let me think of the silver lining, let me think of what's good when you think everything sucks, you know, when the car broke, when Murphy's Law kicked in, when, yeah. you know, your air conditioning's out, the car is broken down, and your in-laws decide to come to visit, and, you know, you have no spouse. And your kids are, you know, acting up and just your world's crumbling at your fingertips and uh, things aren't going well at your job. I just remember, like, holding the pen like a weapon and literally scraping into the paper what I was thankful for. And by the third one, I didn't feel that way anymore. But I I do. I remember harming the paper a few times because life doesn't always go your way. (laughs) No, it doesn't. And that's the whole point of, you know, being able to write and get your frustrations out and then you feel better at the end. We promise you'll feel better at the end. Um, yes. Okay, so the other part I had was, um, and this goes more along the goal-setting uh, mm-hmm. uh, avenue, and that, you know, um, it's oh, you know, it's it's good to write down your dreams and to, to brainstorm and think about, you know, what are the things that you want to accomplish in the next year, five years, ten years. But but more than that, to also get a plan to co- to accomplish that. Dream. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it is just a dream of pie in the sky kind of idea. So journaling can help you do that. It can give you, um, you know, you know, you sit down and you actually put your thoughts to paper and write down. You know, yeah, maybe you you do want to go back to school, or maybe you do want to um, take up a hobby, or you know, lose, you know, twenty pounds, fifty pounds, whatever it may be, and then to take it one step further and to break each one of those things down to a plan to get it accomplished. And, you know, that's one of the the good things about when your spouse is deployed, that you have some extra time to devote to personal development and things that you might not have time to focus on while he's home. So, yeah, I think journaling is great for that. And, uh, and I only had, like, a couple of rules, like always and never, like, you know, always, you know, keep a pen and a notebook with you in case you have, you know, a spark of creativity in you. Well, not only that, a little note and then but when you're, you know, sitting places, you know, stuck in front of the train or you're yeah. waiting for your kids to get off the bus, I have to say that most of my husband's letters, notes, and my journaling were done in those moments. And uh, before I forgot, too, because, you know, we don't have the longest memory. So um, by the time I would get home and get into bed, I'd be like, today was great. <laughs> I think that's the cool thing. You just get yourself a small little notebook. You carry it around with you in your purse. And when you're waiting in line, when you're, um, you know, just have a free moment, you know, you just write down. You never know when that you're going to get that spark of creativity to write things, you know, whatever it is. Your we need to design idea. a um, wives' pocket brain. You know, like the guys carry around those little books. Yeah. That say, you know, um, you know, that we call. I call them the. I think Nick, you know, does too. They call them a pocket brain. You know, it's literally everything that he says he can't fit into his brain, he has to write down. 
So uh, we should design a little notebook, and, you know, we keep talking about working on our little store. I've got to work on that some more, and maybe we can get um, our own little designed pocket brain Something like for that. the women, you something know, cute just, that everybody can you know, carry around. Is, you know, you just write whenever inspiration strikes, whether it's, you know, when you're in line waiting to pick up your kids from school or you're in line, you know, ordering your lunch or whatever happens to be. Um, just my only rules, which I thought, you know, we had to set some rules to this whole journaling thing, is um, to avoid griping when you're journaling. <laughs> you know, try and stay away from the whole victim mode because it's easy well, to Well, it's one thing to vent that's... about when there's something wrong and you want to yeah. vent about it, but it's one thing to go in every day and just write the world is bad. Yes. Yes, so there's two, there's is two easy. totally different Both things. Both of us can do it, like, no problem. We can gripe and gripe and gripe and no problem. We have no problem doing that, but... You know, it does take some more effort to actually write things you're grateful for and to write down what are some goals that you've been thinking about. And it's kind of, um, to, to actually put goals on paper can be a little intimidating because now you feel like you need to be a little accountable to that. We have uh, a, a comment to add to this from our um, Yahoo. Um, uh-huh. Jessica Booth just wrote in and she said, uh, she has a good comment. She wrote, journal the things you want to ask him, meaning husband, the husband, or talk to him about when he comes home so you don't forget those things. And that's something Very that I good. do too. You know, I just jot it like I'll have a question and I'll, I'll write it. I always write the questions though at the top of the page so that when I'm flipping through. I do that for the phone call that I happen to get every once in a blue moon. <laughs> you know, you write down what you want to ask. I'm sorry, submarine wives, don't throw anything at me. No, no, nope, there's pros and cons to everything. I know what it's like not to get phone calls. But, yeah, you know, you write down what you want to ask him because, you know, you forget. Oh, oh well, well, especially if you get phone calls. I'm sure you hear his voice and you're just like, you know. <sighs> so you know well, you're you know, talking about others. You know, there's always that, well, I call it the administrative details, the things that you have to know. Well, I've gotten surprise phone calls before from ports, uh-huh. which were not planned. You know, so when I got a phone call once, I mean, literally, I just kept going, you know, are you really there? <laughs> Hello, and I would, you know, I think I said I love you probably a hundred times because I figured, you know, he's gonna have to let me go, and I wouldn't hear from him again for months. So I just remember, you know, getting the surprise phone calls. I've had only two or three of them, but um, just being caught off guard like that, and I'm sure with you too, Andy. I mean, your yours probably aren't planned, you know, to exact time and day. So I'm oh, sure no. you get caught off guard. Yes, I do every time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, every time. So, That's yeah, good. it's good to write down, you know, what um, things you want to talk about. And, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, keep the journal positive and the whole, you know, law of attraction everyone keeps talking about now. You know, if you stay positive, you'll attract positive things. And it's just if it's just as simple as writing down what you're thankful for during the day, um, I think that doing that, it'll change your deployment experience and it'll it'll really change your life. Well, with all that said, I think something I would like to add really quickly and not about journaling is when you're talking about positive attracting positive, that is my biggest thing that I tell also new wives, and this is really important. If you're going to go through all of this and go through journaling and you're really going to be um, trying to improve yourself during these deployments and, and be happy, you also have to keep the negative out of your life. So, you know, if if you have a neighbor or someone that you know that is constantly down on everything, down on the, your, you know, their life, down on the Navy, you know, at first, you know, reach out to them and, you know, talk to them and see if you can help them. But if it doesn't stop, you've got to learn when to step away 
and you know to to take that negative negativity out of your life because really when you invite people like that into your home and into your life and you're worrying about their life and their concerns and you're hearing that negativity over and over again it affects you and even though your life might be great you got to remember that that you're bringing that onto you onto your mind into your heart and soul and uh, and onto your family too so um i just wanted to say that since we were talking about the whole positive tracks positive yeah. I hey, amen to that. Oh, you know what I wanted you to do? I wanted you. Do we have time to read um, Katie's post from the blog? I was going to go there. I figured we we might run over a minute, but I figured we had to talk about that um, before the end. And I do have it here available. Um, we have an awesome blogger named Katie on our site. You'll have to go look her up over at mymilitarylife.wordpress.com. And I'm going to get to her question in a second, but or not her question, but her um, article. She wrote about great support groups, which is not something you hear a lot about. Um, no, just, that's why we wanted to. to I'm doing it on here, so just let me know how I'm doing on time. Okay, but I really right. think okay. Uh, but anyway, the title is there are great support groups out there, and I just really wrote down some quick notes about it. Really, I, I won't even read all the way through it because I really want you all to go to the site and actually read her words, what she wrote, because this is so refreshing. You know, we're so used to hearing the negative comments about commands and units and about COs and XOs and we're, you, you know, in the COVs and hearing the negative part and we're hearing about how I feel like so they, they don't really want a FSG. Yes, or, you know, yes, the, or whatever. Yes, or that, that, that they want it and the women in the, F, uh, you know, the family support group, you just can't stand them or they're mean or they're in it for the wrong reasons. So anyway, Katie's article is about um, the, how she found a great support group. And that um, I guess when her husband reported, her C or the CEO's wife um, actually called her and talked to her personally and asked to meet with her and her new son because Katie has a new little baby boy, which I hope Katie you're doing great. Um, and anyway, but the CEO's wife w- sent out a personal, you know, I mean she reached out personally to her and wants to meet each person as they, you know, report, which I think is a very nice touch. And also she comes in hand with a bag of goodies. Which Katie, we'll have to ask her under the comment section. What was in the goodies? Yeah. Hey, we want to know. We we need details, Katie. So she didn't write what, what the bag of goodies you know entailed. If it was you know, I remember one time when I reported, we got um, handmade pot um, like pot holders and you know um, some cookies, and they were left on my doorstep. Nobody um, rang my bell or anything. So I walk out and there's this sweet basket full of goodies, and it said welcome. And so that was, I hate to say it, and seven, it only happened once, but it was the nicest thing, and it was the best feeling. So Katie's writing about the similar situation, and um, she even, I think she said, um, she even got a card from the CEO's wife wishing um, her husband and her, Katie and her husband, a happy anniversary. Yeah, I think that's great. And you know what else, on her on the, the story, she calls the hus- her husband's boat, the USS needs a lot of work. Yes. I think that's hilarious. So then she she abbreviates it N A L O W. Nalo. Yeah. I think that's so funny. Which I but think yeah, all... so I think it's great, you know. Here here's, you know, if, if you if you've never been to an FSG meeting for your boat or your command, you owe it to yourself to at least go once and try it. And then even if you've been there once and it's been a year or so, people PCS, they leave. Mm-hmm. If you're at, you know, if you're there for 3 years, go again, you know, give it some time, but go again. And who knows, you might just 
um, find a new experience, and you might have a great experience to report. And there's nobody else that knows what it's like um, for your husband to be deployed than another spouse who's deployed, uh, that whose husband is deployed with yours. I mean, you no said Wendy and I met at a spouse group. Yeah. See? So <laughs> there's something to be said for that, even if, uh, you know, we all have our faults, we all have our issues, but... Um, we all need support as well. So um, it's always good to give it a try. You never know what you're going to find. I can't believe this. I think we just talked about everything we wanted to talk about, and we're finishing on time. I know. Isn't this great? All right, everybody. Well, okay, we're going to wrap up our show. <laughs> if we go over in our little spiel at the end, we just want to say thanks for listening to us live. Um, we uh, Tonight we talked about you know some question and answer questions from our website that we received, and you can – um, always download our show uh, via iTunes. You can subscribe via iTunes. You can listen to it in your car when you're driving to work or working out. Um, upcoming shows, we have an IA deployment show coming up. Um, we are going to have Lieutenant Gary come on the show who wrote this book called Never Far Apart. It's a children's book. Um, uh, if you have a guest or a topic that you'd like discussed on Navy Wife Radio, you can email us at admin at NavyWifeRadio.com. And the show is sponsored by thesubreport.com, your daily source for submarine news and events. You can head on over to thesubreport.com. Our disclaimer is we're not part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy, or Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and do not reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the author's, and should you require professional counseling, please seek a qualified professional. So thanks, Marie. Thanks, Wendy, and I hope everybody has a great night, and we'll be seeing you next week again. That's right. Okay, everybody. Well, you've been listening to Navy Wife Radio. You can visit us online at NavyWifeRadio.com for archive shows, show times, and upcoming guest information. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.